Hey, this is Jennifer. And I'm Billy. I <laughs> know we are. You know who we is. Hey, thank you for listening to the podcast. Would you do us a favor before we start this episode? Do you mind, if you've enjoyed this, this has helped you at all, can you rate us? Five stars, please. Um, and maybe leave a review. It'll take you 10 seconds to, to hit the star button. It may take you 15 seconds to rate us, depending on how quickly you uh, type. But it would really help us. It helps us reach more people, helps us expand the platform, and get Coffee Talk out to the masses. Do it. it would be a personal favor to our family. Correct, babe? Yes. And if you do us this personal kindness... We will return the favor. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Thanks for listening. Hey, how's it going? This is Billy. And I'm Jen. And you're listening to Coffee Talk with Billy and Jen. Cheers, babe. Cheers to you. What a great day. It's a great weekend because uh, it's a Mother's Day weekend. Well, it's not. We're recording this. And so Mother's <laughs> oh. Day, look at you. Well, you you, you know keep giving what? up our secrets. This is the thing. We're when not it's live. Mother's Day month or week or day, it's Mother's Day whole, you know, whole month. It's the entire I, entire 30 days. I do believe that's how it yeah. works. Yes. It's like when your birthday is not just one day. It's like the whole month. It's the very least we can give uh, to mothers. Yeah, um, we, we work our butts off. So we're recording this on the weekend. It'll be Mother's Day in two days. Yeah, it is. But this will air. Whenever it does. Yeah, so <laughs> you really dated us. I did, I'm sorry. We're so professional on Coffee Talk You know, we're just keeping okay. it real honest. Here's the thing. I am stoked about our guest today in Coffee Talk Studios. Again, we're still under quarantine. I actually don't know if this individual is under quarantine. We'll find out in just a second. Ooh, but, that's a good, um, good thought. She's in Atlanta, Georgia. This is Tanya My Woods. My hometown. Tanya is with ATL. us on the phone. Oh, gosh. Tanya, we love you. Thank you for being with us. Hey, thank you for having me. I'm excited. You guys are hilarious. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I'm just over here cracking up. <laughs> oh, gosh. Tanya. Okay, so Tanya and her husband, Aaron, were all friends. We all lived in Seattle. I mean, it seems like it seems like a lifetime ago. It really does. Yeah. And yeah. Tanya is the host of this podcast called Inkfully, which is... The best name. Yeah. Tanya, can you tell us before... And we're going to have the best episode right now, but Tanya... Why, why Inkfully? I love the name of your podcast. Um, the whole way you do everything, the whole look of it, it's just so awesome. You need to check it out. Where can people actually get it? It's not, where can they, where can they subscribe to your podcast? Okay, so the Inkfully podcast, it's on Apple Podcasts. I, I want to say Google, but I'm having some issues with that. So it was on Google Podcasts. So let's just say Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And okay, then I'm sure yeah. if you do a search, you can find other places. But those are the two main jams that I go with. Yeah, you, those are your jams. I get it. We're ATL. Yeah, I mean, I, I get I, you how know, you some talk. People, <laughs> some people like us should do audio, and some people should do podcasts where there's visual because you are a beauty. Can I just say, oh, when I God. first met you, your <laughs> skin, <laughs> your hair, your height, Everything Shed. about My you is just—it's just perfect. Okay, Tanya, I just had to put it out there it. so while they're listening to your voice, they can and and in, in, I guess picture your gorgeous beauty. Beautiful body, hair, face, lips. Like, that, in my back pocket. That's, yeah. You know, some girls have it, and you just have to recognize, you know? And I'm just giving credit where credit is due. Oh, man. Thank you, Drew. Oh, man. And I know your husband would agree. Clearly, I need to just stick with the audio. Yeah. <laughs> Babe, you're you're deep V right now. Oh, you, you're looking sexy. Tanya, I apologize. Like, Mother's okay. Day is happening for me. You Babe, know what I mean? what is in the coffee cup? <laughs> Maybe Bailey's this morning, but... Um, Tanya, so why why Inkfully? Uh, why that name? 
Yeah, so um, Angel is essentially a metaphor, right? And it's based from, God literally dropped this in my spirit probably in 2013 and 14 when I first started writing. And it was just based on the premise that your story was never meant to be erased, right? Mm. So, you know, our stories are stained in ink. There's no backspaces, there's no cancels or deletes, you know, but it's like beauty and redemption emerges when we finally embrace our storylines and then share them with other people. I feel like that's how we connect with each other. That's how we overcome. It's through this beautiful, you know, human connected thing that God's given us through storytelling. So that's what Inkfully is. It's like living out your story, sharing your story in a real and raw and vulnerable way with other people so they can feel connected and feel seen as well. Oh, I really? love that's it. my um, elevator pitch for Inkfully. <laughs> Man, and you, you can I just say that. this? You're like, you are a poet. Like you yeah. literally just, oh you're God. just like throwing that off the top of your head. I'm like, this is so profound and beautiful and so hey, well. Hey, what's our, what's no, our no, baby? No. What, like, <laughs> I know. We're I'm like, like, what is coffee talk? We, <laughs> we drink coffee and talk. <laughs> <laughs> We're literally like, uh, no deep thoughts with that one. Just oh, man. give me a cup of coffee and life is good. Okay. It's so good. Uh, we're going to get into your story, which if you're listening, um, Tanya and Aaron just have one of the most inspiring stories yeah. and still living it out. I love that, that it's still being written. Day in and, day out. Um, she's helped so many people. Her podcast, please subscribe to it. It's um, she's just we're going to get into all that. But I, I kind of wanted to get to know you first, Tanya. So your husband is Aaron. You guys, did you am I right? Did you just celebrate 10 years? of marriage? Yes, like three weeks ago, 10 years. Oh, Happy anniversary. Into the next decade. Yeah, so you exciting. did. Man, decade, decade one, down, down in the books. Yeah. Um, are you guys still in quarantine in Atlanta, or can you go out? Yeah, I mean, yeah, we're still. I mean, I don't know what other people are doing. <laughs> because, yeah. You know, George has been in the headlines. Yeah. That's a whole another conversation, but um, yeah, we are quarantined. We're we're with our kids. I go to the grocery store and I come home, and like literally, I have not filled up my gas tank in the last what is it 50, 50 days of this thing. I know. Like, so, oh, that's so we're definitely real. at. So are you not, you guys aren't going to restaurants or salons or anything? Are they open? No, they're, yeah, they, so I think everything officially reopens for Georgia on May 6th. So what is that? What are we on? Well, yeah. We're not talking about dates since you don't know when you're putting this out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll be in May. We're in the maze. <laughs> yes, um, we're in the maze. So yeah. yes, I think that things are reopened, but honestly on my, on our end as a family, we're just going to you yeah. know, wait this thing out until it's like a, a national, when, when you guys are back, when Seattle is back, we'll be back out. Like, I feel like, and back. that's, that's interesting to say. Cause I feel like a lot of people are probably doing that. I know I would be doing that. If they decided to open up movie theaters here in Seattle, I no would way. not go. No way. I, just I don't know out. if I'll ever go back to a movie theater. Oh, come on. The dirt, the seat, the germs. Like, I don't know, man, I'm going to have to well, get it, really. You're a germaphobe. Yeah. Not really, but oh. yeah. Okay. Not compared to Vic the sound chick, you know, like the germaphobe. <laughs> yeah. They have pretty tight, like tight rules around it. You have to have a face mask on. You have to wash your hands when you first enter an establishment. You have to wash your hands before you leave. They have to take your temperature. Oh, it's like wow. a lot. It's like a movie for real. Wow. <laughs> so. Yeah. It really is like a movie. Yep. Yeah. Okay. You have three kids. Their names are? Three kids. Elijah. He's eight. Everybody's graduating graduating this summer to the next age so elijah's going to be nine olivia is going to be six and anora my baby she's going to be four um in oh, september I love so, yeah. wow. all the names but that name anora i just i love is that it name. nora or anora anora yeah, oh, yeah that's beautiful anora. that's even more beautiful I, I yeah. can't even take credit. That was Aaron's doing. So, yeah. like, good job, babe. Good job. <laughs> yeah, Aaron, he's such a stud. God, I miss that guy. Now, that's a good-looking man. That's a good-looking like, man. It's Ken and Barbie, man. I'm telling you. This <laughs> no, the opposite of Ken and Barbie. Well, but I mean, like, they just got it together. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, here's what I love, Tanya, about your podcast. You're not afraid to deal with, like, hard stuff. And um, 
you're super vulnerable with the things that you've gone through, which I think has helped a lot of people when they're going through hard things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really appreciate that. I remember when my dad, I don't know when I was, I must have been in high school, but he, I remember saying, he was like, Billy, don't ever follow anyone who doesn't have a limp. And what he was hey. saying is like, um, it's, it's, it's one thing to know because of books or study or education, and I'm all for that. It's another thing to know because you've been there and you've yes. been through it and you've come through it. And I yeah. love that you just you just openly and articulately, as you've already expressed so already on this podcast, you just you just you go right at that stuff. You're not afraid to deal with the hard days. You're not afraid to talk yeah. about your hard days. And I think that's helping a ton of people. I also love like okay, I was reading through some of your titles and. Mm-hmm. Can I just say I love a good title, like to a sermon <laughs> yeah, or to a do. podcast. You, you, too, I can't he, lie. Yeah. you are the title queen. Okay, can I? <laughs> I'm gonna read some of them because they just bless my soul um, and bless my soul. Like they're just beautiful. Like this, your most recent one. I had postpartum depression and didn't even know it. Which is, I want you to talk about that on this um, right. surviving right. a sexless marriage. Hello. <laughs> Oh. You gotta talk about it. It's a real thing. It really it's a real is. Thing that happens. And then that one, that was like a sequel or a prequel to Marriage as a Trap, right? They kind of went back mm-hmm. to back. And then, okay, I'm gonna say this one. And for some of this one's my some favorite. Some of our listeners, they're gonna get offended, but get I don't offended. care, man. This is honestly my favorite title. Oh, God. You know what it is. I know you know. Tits, Toddlers, and Tiger Stripes. Hello. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about that. Honestly, what is, what is that about? You know, it's about tits, toddlers, and tiger <laughs> Okay, I want you to read the okay, read description Tanya, of this episode. Tanya, I'm going to read Here this description. Go. Here's how it starts out. Brace yourself, says, Do your boobs hang low? Do they wobble to and fro? Can you tie them in a knot? Can you tie them in a bow? <laughs> Can you throw them over your shoulder like a continental soldier? Do, do your, your boobs hang low? And then you say, ours do. Oh my gosh. Okay. This is what I love about you. This is what I'm a subscriber for life. This is why we were all friends. We're still friends. This is why we were friends when you were here. It was what attracted, I think, Jen and I to you and Aaron is just your ability to be honest and forthright and authentic and genuine. And not take yourself too serious. Come on now. That's real. Totally. We can't. We can't. You can't. Life's too short. Um, Okay. So. There's so much things we want to talk about. We're definitely going to do a speed round because it'll be so much fun. But um, can I, let me just ask you this. Your story is inspired. I almost don't know where to begin with, um, but you're passionate about um, identity. You're passionate about um, self-care. You're passionate about mental health. I think you have yeah. a message to not just women, but definitely a message to women as a woman. Um, yeah. Of just, so kind of like, why did you start the podcast? Where did that all begin? And just kind of like, can you maybe give us a synopsis of like the journey you've been on? Yeah. So, okay. We're, I know it's hard to figure out where to begin with these things because, you know, our lives are so complex. But for me, the part for um, Inkfully, the podcast really came out of what I had already been doing um, through my like website and blog for so long, which is just telling real raw stories and kind of being in the middle of these two worlds. Like I love Jesus, but I cuss a little. I <laughs> yeah, love going, I love too. being with my friends and having raw conversation, you know, but I also want to encourage you that this is not the end, mm-hmm. you know? So it's finding this, this balance between the two. And the more and more that I wrote, 
and told stories or, or had other people come on and tell their stories, I realized there needs to be like an audio version of this. You know, I want to, there's so many things I want to say that can be said so much better through, you know, spoken word. And I, when I say spoken word, I don't mean like poetry, but I just mean like right. speaking it audibly. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, I kind of like literally cataloged, I mean, I've been wanting to start a podcast since like what, 2015 or 16 or probably before then. Okay. And so I was just cataloging, um, all these thoughts I was having as I was going through, you know, marriage, motherhood, and I literally would just write and write and write. And I was like, that's going to be an episode. And like marriage is a trap. I've had that, you know, sitting since 2000 and I don't know, 15 and my podcast is only a year old, you know? So I'm like, okay, boom, that's going to be the first episode. That's going to be that. So it's kind of just this culmination of my stories. And then as you, as this season had gone on, inviting other people to share theirs as well. That's kind of where the podcast comes from. Gotcha. Um, if you want me to go into my story as well, I can do that. Um, talking about my journey with, you yeah. know, becoming a mother and all that, we can go there too. I mean, I'll remember, how old is Elijah now? Elijah is three. He's three years old. Okay, yeah. Oh, no, I'm sorry. No, he no. He's seven, old, almost guys. eight, right? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Is it Friday or what? He yeah. is, he's he's almost nine, you said. Nine. Yeah. Yes. Okay. He was... He was three when, so my son was three when he was uh, diagnosed with autism. So that's a huge part of the storyline that we're probably going to, you know. He was three years old and you didn't know. And then the doctor diagnosed him with autism. Correct. With autism. So yeah. Tell us, tell us, I mean, I can't, I can't imagine, honestly. I mean, our daughter was born with a congenital brain defect, but she was in the womb when we found out. Um, Right. By the grace of God and the miracle of God, I'll be grateful every single day for the rest of my life. She's she's had no residuals. I mean, she has a shunt in her head, but you can't see it. And mm-hmm. she's had a revision or two, but she's had no adverse effects from that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, and I think the thing that's been like quite inspiring to watch is that initially you had no idea, and the shock of the news, from what I can remember, took you some real time to kind of even come to grips with. Could you maybe yeah. start, start there a little bit? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So. Um, yeah, so when I first, when we first moved to Seattle, um, Elijah was probably a little under two. It's when, when I actually met you guys, he was under two. And, um, I noticed, I, I didn't really notice anything because he was my first. I was really young. It's probably like 23, 24 at that time. And, you know, he was probably about 18 or almost two. And, um, I was home with, I was home with him at the time. I only had, he was my first, I only had one. And then, um, I just started to notice little things. Like he wouldn't respond to his name when I would call him or there would, be times where I try to play with him and he had, he wouldn't nothing to do with me. You know, like when I say that, I mean, like he'll give me a hug, but he didn't want to play with me the way that I would see my nieces and nephews or things like that, things I was just hoping for him to do. And so it really, honestly, guys, wasn't until I finally just said, I'm, you know, I suck at this motherhood thing. I'm failing. I'm just going to put him in a preschool and see what happens. And when I got there to the preschool with him, I, I just was like, oh my gosh, like all these other little three-year-olds are so much more advanced than my son, you know? Wow. That's what it felt like at the time. It was just yeah. like, they're like sitting in the circle, clapping their hands, you know, they're doing all these things. And I was like, I can't even get him to sit for two seconds or even look at me or point, you know? And so I just had this like aha epiphany moment where I was like, I think there's something wrong. Now at that time I couldn't put a name to it. I couldn't put, identify it at all. You right. know, Cause I really didn't have any reference point. Um, it wasn't until a provider, they send like a, a teacher send a provider in to kind of give you essentially, I can't remember what they are, but there's someone who comes into the home early infant um, coordinator, let's call them. And they like essentially assess your child. And she was the one that told me like, Hey, you might want to look into something called autism. 
And to be honest with you guys, I, this is going to sound so dumb, but I did not know anything about autism. I literally was like, is this Tourette's? Like, what are you, what are you saying? Like, I have no, right. you know, clue. <laughs> so it wasn't until one day in the middle of the night, I finally, you know, built, built up the courage to look it up. And I'm like checking, essentially he's checking all the boxes. Like, okay, they don't point. They're not responding to their name. They're not engaging and making eye contact with you and a slew of other things. And I remember just waking up Aaron, it was like three in the morning and just sobbing and sobbing and My sobbing. Goodness. And just wow. like, I could barely even say the words like our son, our son has autism, you know, and it was really emotional for me at that time. Yeah. So and for a long time after that, obviously. Yeah. And I just, I'll, I'll never forget. I can't remember. I think we were having dinner in you village. I can't remember. It was, you know, yeah. little, but you guys kind of telling us after you had heard and learned, you know, um, that Elijah had autism. And I've just, I've been so amazed and I, and I know you're going to tell us and you'll allude to the dark side of that. Cause you know, everyone can yeah. relate with the dark side, but I, I was so amazed at your strength, the way you two processed, even the way you, I know your marriage went through it, you know, of course it would, you know, yeah. how can it not? And it was just so, I don't want to say impressive because you don't need to impress, but I was personally just like, wow, I was just amazed at the strength. Yeah. Obviously you, you're people of faith, you know, and I know that comes from mm -hmm. God, but I mean, those, those are, we're talking difficult times, right? Like these are, these are life changing diagnoses, Moments. events. And I think everyone listening in one way or another can relate with this life changing news event. I mean, we're right. sitting, we're all, we're all literally talking in the middle of a global pandemic, right? Like, exactly. so we all, we all can relate whether we like it or not. What are some of the things I know it got dark and I know I would love to hear about some of the, you know, I think you're not an, you said before we turn on the mics, you said, I'm not an expert in mental health, but you talk a ton mm -hmm. about it and you, you, you bring on experts onto your podcast. You just recently did. And, um, I think you have so much to say along, along those lines, but what are some of the things that helped get you through those moments? What, maybe what was, what was one of the hardest things and all of that? And how, how, do, how are some of the ways that you got through some of, I mean, just even this diagnosis, just the diagnosis with Elijah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard to pick out like what was the hardest thing. And I feel like you, we all look at our lives retro in retrospect, you know, like, Whoa, that was hard. I think when I was in it, I was like, you know, I knew it was hard, but you, I don't know. I have a mindset where I'm like, someone's going through something worse. And it's just this self, you know, horrible thing that you go through in your head where you're like doing that. But for me, I think that the thing that helped me get through, well, the, the dark parts that were there was, were this, like, I'm sitting here and I want this connection with my son and it's not happening or, you know, mm -hmm. life isn't going the way that I anticipated. I think we could all share that mutually. Right. Um, right. It's like, this is not how I saw this going. I remember there was a sermon about that once that I can't remember someone from um, church home gate, but this is not how I saw this going. And that's exactly how I felt like, God, what are you doing? This is not, this was not in my plan. This was not in my book. Yeah. You know? We're off, we're off it's script. It's not getting better. Yeah. You know? It's like, I'm praying, I'm doing all the things, you know, and this is not, it feels like it's not shifting or turning. And for both of us, I think it wasn't until we finally just stopped trying to, um, like control the situation and we literally I mean I know we're people of faith right so we really just like pressed it to our pain like God you have to take this like every minute every hour of the day I remember there were days where I literally would have to tell myself like this is just a wave it will subside and like just keep that visual in my head on the hardest darkest days where mm. um you know we're having these huge what I call them meltdowns it's just like two hour long screaming episodes wow. where I literally would just have to say like this is just a wave it will subside and that's, I mean, that was what it was at, at its best 
at its worst. It was me literally like one day throwing cauliflower on the floor because I had had enough in the middle of trying to make dinner and screaming and going to my closet and crying in fetal position. Like, I think that we both, there's a range to our emotions and we have to allow ourselves the space to be able to deal with our pain and deal with our grief and deal with our, you know, frustrations, but doing so, I believe in like the comfort of, you know, and the covering of, of the Lord for me is like what helps me. Like I'm in a safe place here where I can do all the yelling, screaming, cussing, shouting. And I know that like I'm safe and that tomorrow I'll rise again. Yeah. And not, so it didn't good. feel like I was always going to rise again t- tomorrow, to be honest with you. There were really dark days and that's why for me, mental health is so important because there were so many days where I felt like I can't, I feel like I'm drowning. Like, you know, whether it relates to motherhood um, as a whole, but also with our son, like, you know, I can't go one more day, you know, and there were also days in our marriage where Aaron would be at work and I'd be home with the kids. And I'm like, you have to come home. Like I'm drowning. Like, Mm -hmm. and he would literally say, I can't save you today. Now, no knock on my husband, but that was a moment for us where he said, I can't save you right now. And I had to like really realize like, how am I going to cope wow. with, wow. you know, this weight? So I'm, I'm probably going too deep for the podcast. No, no. So sorry, but- I mean, it's so relatable. Like I'm, I'm inspired yes. listening to you at the same time. Like, like everyone can relate. I mean, even Aaron saying like, I can't save you right now. Or maybe, you know, if I'm going to, I can't ever save you. In fact, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. can we save each other? Yeah. Um, I love, and I think one of the things that you're saying and I'm hearing coming out is your ability in the midst of that to be brutally honest with yourself. I love that you said there are certain days where like at your best, you were just okay, it will pass. And at your worst, Mm -hmm. you're in a closet in a fetal position and you chuck dinner all over the floor, right? And you even said, you're like, I love Jesus, but I cuss a little too. I mean, we just have to be honest about the spectrum. Like there's, there Mm -hmm. is this range. And I think um, people in general just try and cover up some of those, some of those extremes. Yeah. And I get social, you know, social awareness and all of that. But I mean, you're right. When you're in, you got to get honest can with I, yourself. Can I even ask you, you know, you, you, obviously you screamed out and prayed to God and you told your husband, mm-hmm. but was there, what did you do beyond that? Like, what was maybe some anchors for you? Was it a certain relationships? Like, did you, were you able to find the vulnerability to maybe talk to a few friends? Like what else helped you get through? Cause I'm just thinking of so many parents who um have challenges similar and mm-hmm. in, in there, maybe their kids are younger, you know, now that Elijah's almost nine, I'm sure you're, you're facing different challenges, but it's getting easier. Yeah, um, yeah. But what, what are some of the other practical things that you did as a mom with a, a small right. child or as a wife or yeah. as a wife? As a and then you added, you know, another baby on top of that. Like, what was yeah. your go-to? I, I know obviously your husband, obviously God, but what else would be some things that you just sure. did? Yeah. I mean, I think having, you know, there's so, I would say community and then there's some self things you can do so the, on the one on the one hand having a really strong community around you if you're able to find your tribe if you're able to find people who you yes. can be brutally honest with today you know i mean not today who, who you can be brut- brut- brutally honest with and um you know share your journey like the real and raw parts when you find those friends like they're the people that you stick to closer than the brother you know those are the people that are your tribe and your village you so have necessary. to have at least one person that you yeah. can call in the middle of the night not just like after the event happens and catch them up on things but like I'm calling you at 3 a.m because I don't know if I'm gonna make it you know that's really important to find that person and sometimes it requires you being vulnerable and testing out a few people like hey is this that type of relationship and sometimes it's awkward because it doesn't end up being the person but when that person finally comes along it literally is like a breath of fresh air so I would say definitely 
finding that person. And then on the other hand, um, something that really started to help me, and this was after years. So I'm, Elijah's about, he's nine. So we're what, like six years in now to the journey, the whole journey of, you know, it's in terms of parenting a child on the spectrum. Something that started to help me was having these moments of introspection. And what I mean by that is like refining my identity outside of just an autism mom or a mom period or a wife or, mm-hmm. you know, someone else's essentially uh, an attachment to someone else. And what I did was just literally asking myself very introspective questions about, you know, my feelings, like, how are you feeling right now? You know, what is making you feel that way? Um, What is, what would make tomorrow better? Like, what are some things you can do to release the trap, to release yourself from feeling that feeling, you know? Uh, Yeah, I love it. It's literally just this, you know, I don't know whether you call that like a, you know, self-help book or whatever you call it. For me, it just, it was introspective in a way where it helped slow my mind down and connect with like, I'm spiraling, before I spiral out of control and lose it, like, what can I, recognizing my triggers, like, hey, I'm in a situation where, I'll give you guys a prime example. Every single time I would go to, um, Elijah's school to get results from like a test that he had or, you know, an exam, that would be a huge trigger for me because they're going to be telling me at the time they were telling me things like, oh, your child is five, but his speaking level is that of an 18 month old. Right. So that's really hard to hear. And that would be a huge trigger for me of, you know, what would be a bout of depression or a bout of anxiety. And so before I do that, I call on my support system and say, hey, I'm going into this meeting. Can you please just have my back? Can you please just check in on me? when I'm done. That's number one. And then number two, I would say, what are some things I can do after this meeting that will help me from, from hitting my rock bottom? Like maybe I can do something for myself that would make me laugh or bring me joy so that I'm not going tanking all the way down. So I hope that's helpful. I know everyone. I love that you said you're able to articulate what you need to some close friends. I think, I think just in general, women have a hard time sometimes articulating this is what I need, you know, even to our spouse mm-hmm. sometimes, but especially in, in a scenario where you're at, where you're getting a diagnosis upon every month, something new is coming up. It's like, mm-hmm. you're able to say to somebody, just so you know, this is about to happen. And I could use a call, you know, in an hour, yes. it could be as practical yeah. as that, or I could use a girl coffee date, you know, tomorrow. Do you have a moment in time? Like, we need that in general. In Too life. soon. We're like, all under lockdown. Yeah. <laughs> no, right? It's like, so that's good. Hard. So good. Um, you've referenced, Tanya, um, I think multiple times now, kind of like bouts with depression. Were you depressed? Did you go through depression? How did – depression is just one of the darkest things. I personally have experienced that. How – like yeah. did you go into full-on depression? How did you get out? Um, I mean, you know, it's hard to – that's one of those labels where um, – it's hard to like claim or receive the label or no, but looking like looking back and even now knowing what I know now, having a therapist. Yeah. Like it's definitely, I went through depression. Yeah. Um, I mean, to the point where, you know, I was prescribed something, I decided to take another route, but you know, it's each his own journey, but yes, I had definitely had, had depression postpartum, you know, untreated, my untreated postpartum led to then having, you know, what I define as depression and what my therapist also helped me to define as that. So yeah, I definitely would say that's part of my story. And how did that how did that affect your marriage? You know, and I mean, you and Aaron, you're still together. You love each other. Thank God. Like, ten years later, yeah, you're ten years. You hit that ten year mark. How did mm-hmm. how did how did I know it affected your marriage? What was probably one of the hardest hurdles that you had to overcome in your marriage in the midst of all this? Um, 
you know, thank God. First and foremost, thank God I have a really, really good husband who's yeah. really supportive. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just a really great guy. But even with him, he would reach his, I think he would reach his limit. Like trying to deal with someone else who's dealing with their own battles of depression is really hard because it mm-hmm. depletes the other person too, which is probably a conversation for a whole nother day. But right. so those were our darkest times in our marriage was like, he's trying to be supportive, but he's also depleted. And it's just like, are you ever going to get up? You know, I remember wow. there was a time where I literally was in bed for two weeks straight. Like every time just putting my feet on the floor felt like work, like taking a shower felt like I did a day's work, you know, mm-hmm. and I would get right back in the bed. And so, um, the things that, you know, I, I can't remember what was your what was the original no. question. Like, yeah. Like how, now. like that, yeah, I asked you like, what were some of the hardest hurdles? And I love that you said it depletes the other person. So, yeah. you know, at some point, you know, and I think Jen huh. definitely went through that when I went through depression, when my dad died and we've had, our, yeah. you know, but it's like, it's like no, no one can really come and save you. So clearly no, yeah. you've understood it. You've identified it. I, you don't sound depressed now. <laughs> I'm assuming you're not. No, in, I don't want to assume we all have our moments. Dear Lord, right, right. Catch no, me a week no, yeah. from now. I'll be watching Netflix and you might call me depressed, you know, if they don't let us out. <laughs> but yeah. um, how have you, how have you personally, hmm. how have you, how have you guys stayed together? Can I ask that? I, I mean, I, just to be blunt, how have you kept the marriage together? how we kept our marriage together with all of the, with all of it. Our our faith is a huge part, guys. Like I just, like, honestly, we are, there's something that Aaron told me. And I think this is what helped me stay together. Let's put it that way. I'm the one that's always like, no, I'm not trying to leave my marriage by any means, but I'm the one when I'm depressed thinking I'm not good enough for this. Right. That's what depression tells you. It's like, I'm not worthy to be here and I'm the problem and I have to go. And so every single time I was at my lowest. And I said this in one of my recent podcasts with him on, it and we're talking about it reflecting on our 10-year marriage I said he said something to me when I was at my lowest like meaning like I'm having like suicidal ideations guys and he's like saying to me like I will never leave you mm-hmm. you know he literally just looked at me and said it doesn't matter what you're thinking it doesn't matter what you do or where you go or what wow. you know I'm never leaving you do you hear me and it's like I don't I know you can't really hear me right now because your mind's probably feeding you a ton of other trash but like I'm never leaving you. I'm never going anywhere. And I think from that day forward, we both like had this like tether to each other where it's like, you can be at your, and he has his days obviously too, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. You know? So it's like, if you can be at your worst, you can show every type of vulnerable, everything that the world will never see. And I'm still going to be here. Man, and I think so that powerful. that's what marriages that need for marriage each other, that security. Really, yes. That's yeah. what marriage is really about is, is the hard terrible ugly days and i love that he didn't say here's what you need to do here's how we can Mm -hmm. fix it because i mean what you're saying is so profound like none of us when we're in our dark moments what i don't need is so and so to give me five steps to get out of my dark moments now if i go (laughs) looking for that that's on me like maybe i get to a place where i feel healthy enough to where i'm actually okay how can i you know but i don't need someone sitting down my wife doesn't need me to tell her here's how you're going to get better like it's Mm -hmm. but just your husband looking at you in the midst of the darkness being like i'm never leaving so yeah. how are we getting out of this? Period. I don't know, but I'm here. And you know, how do I, I get better? Say, I don't know, can but I just I'm here. Say, I mean, it's so amazing. To people who are right now dealing with some darkness, you yeah. need to know, and maybe you're not married, there is a God who will never leave exactly. you. Exactly. I mean, that's real. Mm-hmm. That's and, real. Wow. I mean, that is actually, and you know, this, this isn't a Christian podcast per se. We are, yeah. we are believers of full on, you and Aaron are too, and it's defined our lives. But I mean, that is to me the beauty of of faith is that mm-hmm. it's not what God can do for us. It's that he's never leaving us. 
Like he's mm-hmm. never leaving. And I mean, I got chills when you said Aaron just looked like I'm never leaving. You know, even if you hate me, <laughs> even if even if you try and if leave you me, throw things, I'm never spit leaving. At me, you know, um, sleep like, all day. Crazy, like, but I'm not leaving. I'm not right. going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> that alone is worth price of admission for and this. Us man. girls can get ugly, you know, like we can um, get ugly. Tanya, can we but do? But it has a way. I don't know for women. It just has a way of settling us down. Like yeah. it had a way of settling me down. Like I'm acting crazy. I, I need attention, and we need love, and you know all the love languages and everything. And it's just like it has a way of saying, okay, I, I guess I'm okay now. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and if we try and fix you, it has a way of riling you that back up. I've learned that firsthand. <laughs> yes. I think my number one thing is like I can't fix you. I can't. Billy's, but I'll be Billy's here, such yeah. a fixer. We both are. Oh man, I gotta, I gotta yeah. chill. All right, can we do Tanya? Can we do a speed round real quick? Because I want. I I want uh, the listeners to get to know. But before you do okay, that, you, you, I got to ask some things really right. quick before okay. we, we okay. go there is, is um, you're passionate about mental health. And I know yeah. you, you mentioned to me earlier that from September to December, and you, you briefly <laughs> just talked about it, but I want to, I want you to just touch on it for a moment about mental health that you were, you hit another bout of, of just depression. And was yeah. that postpartum? No, no. So no. this is just recently, just September, recently. December of 2019. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, so Jen, pretty much what that was is literally for the first time in my life, I had, okay, my kids were all in some type of school for a little while, right? So I've been home since the beginning, 10 years, I've been home with my kids, especially especially once Elijah was diagnosed, it was like, okay, this is what I'm doing. Um, and so that had been a struggle for me, but my literally all of my energy and all of my time and all my efforts went into motherhood and went into Elijah, like making sure he had the therapies he needs, everything, right? So I think it's sometimes, especially the mothers listening, we just like dive into like totally. motherhood and sometimes we don't look up for ourselves. And so, and granted, I did other things along the way. So it's not that, but it's what was happening internally. So come September, school starts and now Elijah and Olivia, my two oldest are in elementary. And then the youngest one, I decided to put her in like a pre-K. Right. And so she's going four days a week for like five hours a day. And I had to like face myself for the first time. Like the house was quiet. And this literally you would think this is a time that I've been waiting for. Right. Right. All these years I've been like, I cannot wait till my kids are in school so I can have my time back. Yeah, I'm free. Like, what am I going to do? I have all this time. And it's not that. It was five hours for four. But it was way more than I had before. That's exactly right. So, But it led to something that I wasn't anticipating, which was somewhat like a slap half depression half like identity crisis is what i want to call it right Mm -hmm. and i think a lot of people even in this pandemic situation might be having that same crisis of identity too where it's like i just lost my job i've I've had this job for the last you know these routines for the last what 10 years or whatever however 10 15 years you know and you find yourself in this place where it's like i don't know what to do next like i feel stuck i feel paralyzed you know which then leads to like i don't know what to do and now i don't know who i am anymore like i don't know who i am and so now you yeah so that essentially was the journey that i was on jen and how i ended up coming i am billy and how i ended up like facing that was literally just those (laughs) Uh, thank you for recognizing me yes (laughs) (laughs) girl we can just talk about let's just leave them talk it's all about us She asked the question, but how I ended up dealing with that is just asking those, like, what I call those introspective questions every single day. I would get up and figure out, like, what are you feeling today? Like, what would help you feel more fulfilled? What what do you even like to do? You have to start from scratch. Sometimes some people do need to start from scratch and figure out, like, what am I passionate about? What do I love to do? And And do you think that can change? Don't you think, like, passions can change, like, as seasons of life change? They do. Yeah, I think it's something we have mm-hmm. to revisit on a regular basis. Like yeah. I was passionate about things like when my kids were young and they were playing football, I was super passionate about high school football 
And then when they stopped, I've never gone to a game ever again. I don't care. You know, like I just don't even remotely. When Serenity was in gymnastics, you know, I was all about gymnastics. Now, you know. The thing that that you're talking about is so real and it's this transition. And I I felt it not with my kids, but just about two years ago. And it was because Mm -hmm. a lot of my identity was wrapped in wrapped up in what I did. And when that was stripped away, I sort of lost myself. Mm-hmm. And I would have never thought I would have had the feelings and even the emotions from that. Like I, I can even feel them. They're so real even now. And yeah. I think you're speaking to something that women don't address. And, and many women for their entire life never really get over it. Mm-hmm. And I would yeah. say, what, what are really quick the practical thing that you did to really help yourself transition from being you know, around the clock to I have time for myself? I, I can look exactly. at some things differently. Did this podcast come out of that or no? My, no, my is, podcast was before that. Yeah. No, it just, but I stopped recording. Like every time I would go to the mic, I could not do anything. Like wow. it's like, to be honest, I feel like God was just sitting me down. And I think sometimes we just have to slow down. I yeah. think that's the answer. We, I think we're so, we want right. so much to be doing yeah. the next thing instead of just being and like that dealing with the discomfort of sitting with yourself and figuring it out is like the worst. It's like kind of the worst girl. Thing. It it's is. Like, oh <laughs> I, I know that. Oh man. Feeling. That's haunting. Like to have to yeah. face myself. Um, I think you're right. And I think if there's, if there is, there will be good things that will come out of what we're currently going through in society yeah. today. But I think one of the good things that is coming out is we're having to slow down. So yes. healthy. I think there's good that's going to come out of it. And I also think you're right. Like it's super scary. Um, it's easy to kind of lose yourself and not, you know, kind of ignore the things that you know are there underneath the surface, but you're like, ah, I can, I can be preoccupied. But the days we're in, you know, have afforded us, we just, you can't be preoccupied because you, you can only do to. it. You, yeah. gotta, you have to slow down. You have to, you know, find whatever it is for you, whether it's prayer or meditation, like slow your mind down, like stop trying to race to the next thing. Or, you know, I think society right now, everything is saying speed up. Now's the time to launch. Now's the time to start that business. Now's the time to, you know, it's like, actually, maybe we're all supposed to be slowing down and looking at our children the, never, the way we never did before mm-hmm. or, yeah. you know, Knitting something you've never, you know, who knows, but everyone's yeah. journey is different. But I think that slowing down is really the answer, like all across the board. Yeah. And our attempts to go back to normal, maybe we shouldn't rush into some of the things yeah, that, you know, right. I agree with you. Because there, there is that pressure, like now is the time to invest. Now is the time, you know, this is where all the billionaires <laughs> are born. It's like, okay, who would it be one? You know, or do I? You know, it's what does right. it profit a man if he gets the whole world and loses himself, you know, in the process? Um, what yeah. are some of the ways, and then we, I want to jump to the speed. What are some of the ways that you slow down practically? Um, do you journal? Do you Do you work out? What are some of the ways that you kind of slow life down? slow down yeah some of the ways I slow down is through waking up before my kids to just (laughs) have a moment take a beat before the day starts and so that's something I'm really trying to practice right now they usually wake up I don't know what time do kids wake up like 7 30 try to wake up around 6 and literally just a lot hear the day like speeding up so you know when the sun starts rising it's like you hear more cars or well not right now you don't hear any cars and you hear the animals, you know, and stuff starting to come up. So for me, speeding down is, you know, having that early time to meditate and pray in the mornings for sure. That's yeah. changing the game. Yeah. That's good. Babe, what do, you, what do you slow down? So good. Fitness um, for you. You know, I think you're right. Getting up in the morning, I, I cherish that time. Like even if it's 45 minutes, a cup of coffee and reading mm-hmm. in the morning and, and really just thinking has been a, um, been an anchor for my soul over the years. And that's so mm-hmm. good. 
Yeah. This is working awesome. out too. That's I think that helps me like speed up and have energy too. I've, I've really enjoyed fitness too. I know Jen, you're all, all about that life. I take some notes from you on that. Oh man, she is all about that life. <laughs> She's looking good. It's how I survive. I give her a hard time, but I love that. I'm like, it gives yeah. me energy. Okay, what's we'll yeah. jump into some get to know you, get to know Tanya. Um, kind of speed round. So I'm asking you some questions, and just yeah, first thing comes to your mind, and we'll we'll go with the theme. Would you rather go outside for a jog, or would you rather go to the gym? Okay, is that the first question? Yeah. Go outside for go outside for a jog or go to the gym yeah. outside for a jog. Okay, so you are you a runner? Okay. I'm in my head. <laughs> and the whole world. Me too. Billy's definitely in his head. Like he's like oh, man. he's like the guy with his hair. In my in mind, wind, have you ever seen know? the old movie Chariots of mind. Fire? Dun, dun, yeah, in my dun, mind, dun, I'm saying bolt, dun, right? But no. Dun, 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 dun. Okay, but these you, questions are all in theory, okay? So we're going with Yeah, it. girl, just go with it, you know. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, let's uh, here. What's your favorite musical artist? Who's your favorite musical artist? Oh my gosh. You're just gonna hit me with that one yeah. real quick. My Come favorite on. musical It's right almost now, an okay, unanswerable guys, question, no, I know. Yeah. To be honest, like right now, just let's just say right now. I'm gonna end the question with right now. There's a there's a group called Maverick City Music yeah. that is like blowing yes. my mind. They're they are incredible. So Ooh, I haven't just, heard them. They, yes. Great. I've heard of them. What yeah. style of music is it? Worship. Yeah, it's worship. It's a worship set, but it's just this whole like organic style of like Oh, all colors, all creeds, all nations coming together. It's, it's amazing. So that's who I'm loving right now. Love um, there's also an artist called Emily King. She's very, mm-hmm. um, you guys heard of her, Emily King? Amazing. Yeah, I love her. Yeah, I'll see. Vic's on her. Yes, yeah. Emily King. She's my jam. Of so I would Vic say knows. her as well. I think the sound chick knows everything. That's great. Oh. <laughs> all right. What's the movie you've watched the most during quarantine? Guys, I have not watched one movie. You are kidding no, me. I'm so boring. Not I one know. movie. What do you do? I guess you're, she's like, I'm a mom. Thank you. That's what I do. No, I know. It's so boring. I literally Wait. go to bed. Do you I'm read? Working. I mean, the, no. Like, I'm <laughs> Girl, I love you. Oh, man. No, I don't have time to read and watch movies. Okay. No, what do you it's do? not. It's not because I'm better. I literally, it's like I, I put the kids down and then I literally like will either start working on something creative or I just go to sleep. Okay. Like, so that's your outlet is creative <laughs> I'm stuff. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're you're the consummate artist. We get it. You're a creator. Okay. Um, on coffee. First of all, do you drink coffee? No. Oh, oh my God. Jen, you did not me. tell me. Oh my God. How did we let this slip? Why? How could you live in okay. Seattle and not Answer drink Answer the question, Tanya. Why? Why not drink coffee? You know what? I, Okay. I don't know. I never got on it. And then I got to Seattle and I was so like, I was so um, like, it was such a social pressure. Like, uh, yeah, let's drink coffee. And it I'm is. like, I drink tea. I'm a tea drinker. Okay. I'm all about the tea life. Okay. Like, well, that's we'll see. That's Herbal a thing. So, yes. um, does Aaron, does your husband drink coffee? No. Mm-hmm. We're both tea drinkers. Like tea all, all the time, all day. Five, it's probably healthier. It's probably why your skin's so I don't so know. Nice. I don't think coffee's unhealthy though. <laughs> yeah. I think we need to figure this out. Okay. It just helps calm my my anxiety and stuff. So I'm like, just give me the tea. Right now I'm drinking tea on Coffee Talk. So (laughs) all our tea lovers. All right. Um, First place you're going to go to eat in Atlanta when this all lifts. (gasps) Oh my gosh, you guys. There's this place. It's like the most hood place ever. It's called Juicy Crab. Okay. Juicy Crab? Juicy Crab. Crab. Did you say Juicy Crab? I thought you said Juicy Crab. I'm like, okay, wait. Mm, Delicious. (laughs) No, juicy crab, crab with a beam. It's in Atlanta, but it's yeah, it's in Atlanta, and they it's just amazing, and it's so bad for you, and it's so good for you all at the same time. Oh, oh, next time I'm there. Don't you miss going out to eat? I miss it. 
Okay. I miss going out to eat. Yeah. What is what is your favorite place to eat or go? What is your favorite place to go out to in Atlanta? Because you guys do you live in the north side of Atlanta. We live in the north side. Yeah. 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 Which is if I ever moved back to side. Georgia, I would move to the north side. I mean, that's so legit. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite place to go? My favorite place to go is uh, like Pond, it's called Pond City Market or what's the other one? There's one there. Yes. Nearby, but let's go with Pond City Market. I yeah. love Pond City Market. Um, I can go shop and I can eat Jenny's ice cream all in the same like same breath. So oh, it's like, yes. yeah, I love that place. Love. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, this is going to get personal. What is your favorite thing about your husband, Aaron? And what is your least favorite thing about your husband, Aaron? Go. <laughs> He's going to hear it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and if not, wait, I'm going to tell him. Okay, wait. But before you answer that, <laughs> okay, I got okay. one for you. I got one for Baby, you. Baby, okay. you can't hijack my question. Yeah, I'm hijacking right oh, now. Man. Okay. Uh, with sex, lights on or oh. lights off? Oh, my. Lights dim. Oh, you <laughs> got yeah, a little like romantic. Yeah, I like la, that, too, la, la. Lights down low. Lights, lights dim. dim. Yes. You know, candlelight <laughs> Look at you. Sexier. You just had to go naughty. Okay. Um, okay, so favorite thing about your husband and least favorite thing about your husband. <laughs> True talk. Okay. You better be honest. <laughs> okay. I have a lot of things I love about him. He's about, he's sexy. He he's is. amazing. My favorite thing of all though is that he's really, really selfless. Like he's really caring. Like that's true. He, he is just amazing. He, he really truly is. is. He serves me and he cooks all that stuff. So I would say that he's selfless. The um thing that drives me nuts is that he's long winded. And we're both long winded. <laughs> he is. <laughs> okay. I remember being in a in a men's breakfast and he prayed. <laughs> it and, was okay. a great prayer, but it went for on the record. <laughs> for the record, Billy Huffman cannot do long prayers. It's the longest one. He's I like, know. he will literally be like, you ain't never praying again ever around me. I have a saying, um, pray for the world on your own time. Just bless the food. <laughs> like just get <laughs> just get to it. Like oh, oh my man, god, that that's got so good. funny. Okay, a couple more. Poor Aaron. Um He's like, what's getting is- what's getting to you the most during quarantine? What is getting to me the most is my children. I mean, I know that's a a broad thing, but they are literally, I feel like they call my name every 0.2 seconds. Like, how could you possibly need me again? That is so real for parents all over. I'm changing my name. Like, I'm changing (laughs) it. I'm no longer mom. I know. I I feel like we've been safe from that because our kids, our our youngest is 15 now. So, and you know. Oh man, you I, guys I'm praying for you. Guys, at a good time. <laughs> okay, has there been a pleasant surprise during quarantine that you weren't expecting? What's been a pleasant surprise? Pleasant surprise is um, so fitness wise. So like, uh, I have a group of girls that we all kind of like got together. We're doing, um, you know, a lot of people are providing like their fitness stuff on live or whatever. Yeah. So pleasant surprise is this random group of like women that. I've kind of join a group text with and we do the same workout every single day and it's been like life to me so that has been amazing that's oh, cool that's so and good. you probably won't change that then and when we when, no, 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 when no, things no. get yeah, back for to, sure yeah. that'd be good I love that. Tanya, I just want to say thank you so much. I, I, You've said a couple times, like, I don't know if that's helping. or I'm, I want to let you know, like, things you have said, yes. um, just who you are. It's been so helpful. And I really want to encourage Coffee Talk listeners, um, check out Inkfully podcast, Tanya Woods. It's it, it's awesome. There's so many wonderful um, episodes. And you said you have a blog, too. Are you still blogging? Yes. Yeah, so you literally can find everything that I do through Inkfully. So Inkfully, you have a website, Inkfully podcast, Inkfully on Instagram. Yeah. And, and we'll put uh, that yeah. on, um, on our yeah, if you're listening, you can find that in the description, the show notes. And so, Tanya, thank yeah. you so much for joining us. We love you. Thank you for having me. We miss so you. Fun. We can't wait. Man, we'll have to. I, I saw family in Atlanta. I have a brother 
and his wife and kids who live in Atlanta. So we'll and be I down there. Yeah, too, you yeah. and yes. your family. So definitely, we, we have to get together when you come. Yeah, and we're gonna go to Juicy Crab. Yeah, we are. Yes. Juicy Crab, not Juicy yes. Crab. We'll juicy Crab. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, thank right. you so much. We send right. our love, and um, hey, make it a wonderful day. We love you all. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for joining us today on Coffee Talk with Billy and Jen. Hey, if you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and we'd love to hear from you. You can leave a review, rate us or follow us on social media at It's Billy Huffman. Here's to more coffee and honest conversations. Cheers. Cheers.